everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live.
I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. This is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Just go through. See, 
Many times we can remember and look back at what we have gone through. But the question is not what you and I have gone through. God says a better question is, what have you grown through? Because one of the reasons that many people have to go through the same thing over and over again is because they didn't grow through the thing the first time or the second time. I says it's about like raising children. All right. Child comes in with terrible grades in school. You chastise them. You punish them. You withdraw privileges or you beat them or whatever the Spirit of God leads you to do. That child does not take seriously what you have done, does not take seriously the chastisement. They come in the next marking period with some more bad grades. Well, even though they made the bad grades the first time, even though they were beat, even though they were chastised, even though they were punished, they went through those things. They had to go through those things. But because they didn't change and alter their behavior, they didn't grow through those things. May God help you and I not to just go through things. May God help you and I to grow through things. Well, the Lord keeps flashing particular scripture in my mind. God is saying, take my people to Hebrews chapter 12, Robert. Hebrews chapter 12. Now, we haven't even gotten started officially. God says, I'm to share this with you all here. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, bless us tonight, Father, with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding that we may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We are talking about growing. We must grow through some things. We must grow. We must grow through some things. And capital A, we want to look at proper diet. And we're going we're gonna to go back to the scripture the Lord gave me earlier as well. But let's take a look at this. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. This is for some of you all under the sound of my voice that are wondering why you are going through some things. See, some of you all are wondering, why am I going through this on my job? Why am I going through this in my marriage? Why am I going through this in my community, in my nation? Why am I going through this in my body, in my mind, in my spirit? Why? Are these children behaving like this? Why is this wife acting like she don't have any sense whatsoever? Why is this husband acting like he just got let, like a monkey just got let out of a, ch- a cage? Why? See, this is this is this is for all of the wise. Praise God that many of us are having Hebrews chapter twelve, verse eleven. Scripture says from the New International Version: No discipline seems pleasant at that time. No discipline. God said you need to understand that. Now, discipline is the root word behind disciple. And disciple means a learned one. So understand that, that God is constantly trying to teach you and I. He's constantly trying to show us something. He's constantly trying to reveal stuff to us. He's constantly, he's the great teacher, the greatest teacher there has ever been. So discipline, God says, Robert, is one of my main tools in taking you from where you are, God says, to where I want you. Just as a father, a good father will discipline a son or a daughter. That son that we talked about earlier that was making the, pure grade, the, the poor grades, a father that loves him 
will discipline him. A mother that loves him will discipline him to take him from those poor grades to take him to excellent grades. Now, God says, that, Robert, my people need to understand something about discipline, whether it is discipline in your marriage, whether it is discipline in your family, whether it is discipline in your church. Now, this is where the adversary has got a lot of y'all out there because, you know, you, 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 church is now one of the last places where a lot of people receive any discipline. When church is really supposed to be the place where discipline is taught and instilled from a very young age. A lot of us don't, a lot of us in the body of Christ, God says it, so I can say it. God said it, I can say it. Don't have any idea of what's supposed to be going on in church. Don't have any idea. God said, Robert, just as men thousands of years ago turned my house into a den of thieves, turned my house in, in, into a, a, a market, turned my, men today are trying to turn my house into all sorts of things. Some of you all have turned it into a fashion show. Some of you all have turned it into a gossip center. Some of you all have turned it into a, a social media, a place to hook up. God said, but my house is still to be called a house of worship. And one of the main components of worship is discipline. Oh, man, but a lot of times, many of us will think, think discipline, you get more discipline in the military than you do the house of God. Which, when you think about those two entities, the military and the house of God, most of you all understand my voice, you think about more discipline in the military. Hmm? Why? Because many men and women of God, so-called men and women of God, have not done their job in the house of God. The house of God, when you think of the house of God, you ought to think discipline. You ought to think about a place that is teaching me something, that is showing me how to become a better man or woman of God. It's showing me how to become a better father, showing me how to become a better mother, showing me how the house of God, the worship is supposed to be showing me how. Angels set the early apostles free after the Sanhedrin had locked them up for preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. The angel unlocked the gates and told them, said, go into the temple courts and teach the people the full message of this new life. Not just enough to be born again out there, child of God. You must be raised again. House of God is where we're supposed to be raised again and raised right in the word of God. Why? Because many of our parents did not do a good job. Let's just go on and play. And many of our parents did not bring us up in the training and instruction of the Lord. They did a sorry job. Fathers that were supposed to be washing wives with the word of God, fathers that were supposed to be bringing up children in the training and instruction of the Lord, were doing something else. Just call it what it is, especially in the black community. I know a lot of you don't like this kind of preaching. This. That's why I give it to you right straight and strong. They didn't do their jobs. I love my daddy so much. I love my daddy. daddy go, hey, did he, what did, what did, would he ever share anything with you in the word of God? Uh, mm, he did a sorry job then. He did a sorry You can't think back to nothing your daddy told you about God and about the word of God and the training and instruction of the Lord. He did a sorry job. You're the eyes looking at me now. Let me move on somewhere. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? Children of God, <laughs> it's a shame that the adversary has blinded so many eyes, but you need to understand that, that, that the, the, the main thing in this life for you and for me, you're going to find it out. I thank God that he just, he just let me know this thing early. But if you don't know it, and some of you all, you, you know it out there, some of you all don't, what you're going to find out at the end of the day is that the only thing that mattered in this life was fearing God and keeping his commandments. Solomon had to break that thing off thousands of years ago. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Fear God and do what he say.
Some of y'all out there, you know, all into this, all into that, thinking on this, thinking on that, spending time with this, spending time with that, all into this, all into that, all concerned about this. Fear God and do what he said. That's the whole, that's it. If, if when I stand before God, if, if, if Lord said, Robert, you ain't done nothing but them two things right there, I'm going to be, Lord, I'm good. Lord said, Robert, you ain't done, you ain't, are you sure that you ain't done a whole lot in life other than fear me and keep my command? I'm going to be like, Lord, I'm good. I feel like I'm, I, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm, I feel like presenting that before you. Those are two sacrifices, thank you, Father, that God says that I will never reject. Fearing me and keeping my commands. God says you do those two things right there, and you are batting 1,000. Fear God. Keep his commandments. God said, that's, that's it, bro. I told the Lord years ago, I was like, Lord, you know, we, Lord and I were communing. I was like, Lord, I don't want to preach no more. I said, Robert, like, not like he didn't know. He already knew. Does God know everything? He was like, Lord was like, what? what's wrong with you? I said, Lord, this thing is, is too simple. All we got to do is do like you say. Yeah, God said, Robert, that's, that's right. He said, but all of my people don't know that. They still need to be taught that. They still need to be told that. Some of them still need to get that through their thick skull. That's all we got to do, Lord, is what? You say, God said, Robert, that's it. That's the secret. See, God said, Robert, that's a secret. And I'm not going to tell you not to tell nobody. I'm going to tell you to tell everybody you can. Most times, the secret, you'd be like, man, don't tell nobody that's right here. But uh, I got the HIV. Oh, okay, let's keep that. Be like, don't tell nobody this. But, uh, you know, I got a stolen I got a stolen TV in it. Don't tell nobody. But God said, this is a secret. That I want you to tell everybody. Tell everybody. Just do what God says. God says, I, you'll find me speaking about it in various places throughout my word. I spoke about it in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Everybody didn't get it. Wisdom is supreme. In the New International Version. But God says I had the writer say. Wisdom is the principal thing. Back in the King James Version. Wisdom. And what is wisdom? Robert. Uh, I'm like Lord. You tell me. God said wisdom is you doing. Just what I tell you. Wisdom. Doesn't always make sense. In the eyes of men. Isn't always popular. Isn't always. Uh. uh Chic isn't always in vogue, but wisdom is doing just what God said do. And God says, Robert, it was because of a lack of wisdom that man fell out of perfect relationship with me. Adam didn't do what I said. Man fell out of perfect relationship with me. And God says the only way that man will get back into Perfect relationship with me is doing what I say. Wisdom is supreme. God says, I use discipline to help to get you to do exactly what I say. And no discipline Seems pleasant at that time. Don't you know I know that the word of God is sitting up under the word of God day in and day out and night in and night out. It's not easy for y'all. Don't you all do know I know that. You, you, you young people do know that pressing them weights and running on that treadmill and doing them sit ups and, and you, you do know I know that that's not easy. You, you do know I, I know that. And it doesn't seem pleasant at that time. God saying, I know my word doesn't always seem pleasant to you at that time. God said, but I'm, I'm looking beyond that time. So you need to understand that good parents look beyond that time. I got a friend of mine. I'm just as proud of, of him and, his, and the work that he did with his, his youngest son as, as I can be. His youngest son is about to be the 
maybe the number one pick in the NBA draft. Friend of mine, we played ball together, pictures, snap pictures, you know, running around, played ball. And I remember when, when this son of his was about in the sixth, seventh grade, I was going back and forth to, to Africa, and he would contact me on the phone. He'd be like, B, I want you to work with this particular son of mine. I want you to work with him. He said, B, this one is special. He used to tell me, B, this one is special. And I would hear reports of him, won four state championships in high school, went to university, top universities in, in, the, in the country, did very well, and is now about to be uh, uh, the number one pick or the number two pick in the NBA draft. Well, this father would be working with this son at gymnasiums, long, hard hours after he got out of school, you know, working with him, working with him, training him, training him, pushing him, pushing him. And now, you know, the, the, the fruit of this labor is about to be manifest. And all of you all out there that watch the NBA draft coming up soon, you'll see him. You'll see him, and I'm going to just be sitting back, just be smiling too, you know, rejoicing with him. We say, Apostle, what does this got to do with anything? The discipline that this young man had to go through to get to this, this level, the discipline that the father had to take him through to help him to develop and become this kind of an NBA, this kind of an NBA prospect, this kind of a highly recruited college athlete. It wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. God says no discipline seems pleasant at that time, but painful. And see, this is why some of you all understand. If you don't put yourself through some painful things, then God will have to take you through some painful things. Okay. Now, God said, break that down for my people real good, Robert, because a lot of them, they don't, they don't understand that. If you don't voluntarily put yourself through some painful things, then what God will have to do is involuntarily take you through some painful things. All right, come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's deal with this, Lord, because a lot of them is looking at me real, real funny across the face right now. All right. You don't want to exercise. You don't want to eat right. You don't want to, 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 to walk or to do your cardio and, and to develop your heart and your blood vessels and keep your now okay, so you didn't want to put yourself through some painful things. So God said, All right, what I'm gonna do is then I'll allow you to have a heart attack. Let me let you have a stroke then. Since you wouldn't voluntarily put yourself through some painful things, God said, Now I'm gonna take you through some pain. Since you didn't want to make yourself go through some pain. Exercise don't, don't always feel good, especially as we get older. Good gosh, man. It's, it, it, you mean to tell me 200 pounds is that heavy? Oh, man, when I was oh, 25, 30, man, 200 pounds, man, I feel like a piece of paper. Now it feels like 200 pounds. Or maybe even more. Well, what's happening? I'm, I'm changing. 200 pounds, so I've been the same. I've been the same. So discipline, God is telling us plainly that discipline does not seem pleasant at that time. But God said, look, I got a further vision for you than at that time. God says, I see beyond at that time. God said, I got greater things for you than just at that time. God said, I know it's painful. I know it's painful, you saints, you faithful saints out there sitting up under the word. Listen, listen, the Christian Center is a painful church. Let me go on and say, see, some of y'all out there, you want to go run into some churches that, that's pleasant. No, we're not, we're not a very pleasant church. We're a painful church. We're painful because there's a lot of discipline here. And God said, look, I'm, God said, look, I'm just telling you point blank. That discipline be painful at that time. But then God comes back and says, in the King James, I like the King James even better. That's where I first learned that scripture says, nevertheless, afterwards. New International says, later on, however, it produces 
you got to understand that discipline produces. Whether it's discipline in you, whether it's discipline in your marriage, whether it's discipline in your church, whether it's this. When I was a coach, I understood. I knew that I wasn't the easiest coach to play for. Come on now, some of you cats out there listening, some of y'all, some of y'all, my former players listening, I'm like, man, I, I know you're right about that, coach. But it produced. It produced. I'm, I'm, I'm into production. I'm not so much into, you know, stroking your little, making you feel good. I'm, I want to see production out of you. Because God wants to see production out of us. God say, in order to produce very well, you're going to have to hurt very well. Even though Jesus, God said, Robert, even though Jesus was my only begotten son, God said, Robert, he learned obedience by what he suffered. Once having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal life to all who would believe. You got to go through some things. You got to grow through some things that are not pleasant. That don't feel good. God said, look, I'm beyond that. God said, I'm more concerned with your character development than your temporary comfort or ease. God said, if I was so concerned about temporary comfort and ease, what I would have just done with my Israelites, Robert, is when I took them out of slavery in Egypt, I would have just made them the slave owners and put them in the palaces and put them in the fine homes. and put God said, uh-uh, I took them out of slavery and took them through a barren wilderness. I took them out of slavery and took them out into the desert. Now, some of you all ain't never been to the desert. The desert, Robert. Hot just about all the time. Nothing hardly growing. Hardly no water around there. I've messed around and, and sl- slipped off. I flew, I've gone over the Sahara Desert many times, going to Africa from Europe. Huge, huge portion of just about the north of Africa where hardly ain't nothing, just desert. God took them out of slavery. And, and I didn't take them to the palace. You would have thought after 430 years of suffering, God would have took them and put them in the palace, let them eat fine food, let them drink fine drink, let them lay back, and people start fanning them with the big fans. God uh, took them out of slavery, Robin, took them into the desert. Humble them to test them to find out what was in their hearts. God said, I did that. Now, Lord, I'm understanding a little, little, mile, a little more now why you got me in some of the places I've been. That's God said, that's right. Because it's a discipline for you, boy. It doesn't seem pleasant. Man, sometimes, too, God, I'll be laying in my little room in Nigeria, 100 plus degrees, mosquitoes flying all around. Big cockroaches running. I'd be like, Lord, what is this now? I'd be like, shut up. Discipline. God says, I've got a future glory for you, but you got to go through and you got to grow through. Don't be having no electricity. Oh, man, I'm here now. Some of you all that are watching on YouTube or watching through your television, whatever, you see these vents up here, that's blowing cool air on the apostle. Blowing cool air. Send one of the saints up right now. Go get me a cold drink of water with some ice in it. Go. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh, man, to me, this is like luxury because I don't get none of this kind of thing on some of the missionary trips I be on. Cool air. You can't even blow no cool air on yourself because even if you blow on yourself, it's hot. Look at that cool air coming all out. See, these are things a lot of us take for granted. Mm-mm. Lord, I thank you. Cool air coming out. Cold water coming in. Oh, my gosh, there's been some times where I have long, almost like the rich man in hell, somebody dip their finger in some cold water and come and sprinkle it on my tongue. We got to go through some things, children of God. In order for there to be a later on harvest of righteousness. God said, look, that's why I allow you to go through and I take you through difficult things and hurtful things. Because there's a harvest of righteousness, God said, that I'm looking for. You say, Apostle, what you got now? Why am I going through what I'm going through? 
God said, because he wants a harvest of righteousness in your life. He try, in other words, God said, I'm trying to get you to do right. Lord, why I had to lose this job like this? Why, Lord, how come I had to go through this suffering on my job? Lord, how come I got to go through this difficulty in my marriage? How come I, come I got to go through this pain in my But God said, I'm trying to get you to do right. God just trying to get you and I to do right because there's a harvest for righteous individuals. Always keep that in mind. It's a harvest. Why a farmer got to plant his seeds at just the right time, at just the right depth, give them just as much water, just the right, because there's a harvest. There's a harvest. God is interested in your harvest. Praise God. Thank you. God wants you and I to have a harvest of righteousness and peace. Reason why some of you don't not getting any peace like you want is because you won't take the discipline of God and, and deal with it like like He wants you to. God trying to discipline you. God trying to discipline you, son. God trying to discipline your daughter. God trying to discipline your church. You don't you don't want no discipline. So now you can't get no peace. Can't get no peace through that son or that daughter. You didn't discipline him like you were supposed to. You discipline your child, and the scripture talk about he'll bring you peace. Discipline your son, he'll bring you peace. No, I'm not going to be going down to the to the uh, uh, police station every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for you. No, we can lift some weights every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm not going down to the police station for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Discipline. And you can get some peace. So God says, I'm disciplining my people so that they can get some peace, harvest of righteousness, so they can get some righteousness and some peace. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, for those who have been trained by them. Train, training. Discipline is to train you. Discipline is to train me. God is training us. You've got to understand that you are going through what you're going through, and I'm going through what I'm going through, and we going through what we're going through. God's like, I'm training you. Just about like you roll up a newspaper for a little puppy. You know how a little puppy, when you when you call them house, what do you call it? House training? How, what is it called? We got a little puppy, and he peeing all over the house and everything. Yeah, when you house train him. Roll up the newspaper. When that joker pee somewhere, you roll up newspaper and beat him with it. Let him know, uh-uh, you, don't, you pee on this newspaper. You don't just keep peeing all over everywhere. So you're training him. How you think they get Shamu and all them things down in uh, SeaWorld be jumping all up? My killer whale don't normally be pushing people around in the water. Killer whale be like, nah, dolphins don't be normally just up jumping through hoops in, in the wild. Uh-uh, they got to bring them in there, and they train them. How you think them cats be training to get lions to let lion open up his mouth? I done seen lions. I done seen lines up and close and personal. Don't nothing about him say, come here, Robin, stick your head, stick your head in, in my mouth, and everything will be all right. Don't nothing. I, listen, I done seen lines up close, wild animals and stuff up close, and don't nothing about no line when you see him say, come over here. Look here, you. Come cross this fence and uh, open my mouth up real, real wide and stick your head in my mouth. Everything going to be all right. That is nothing about his eyes say that in the wild. Now, so something has to go on to take a wild animal whose eyes, I've looked in their eyes, whose eyes are saying nothing like that to take them to the place where now we can get you to open up your mouth real wide and I stick my head in your mouth. Something has gone on. It's called training. It's called training. Training takes us from a wild state to a more controlled state. Why in the world you think so many of our young African-American males is out doing all kind of crazy stuff? A lot of them ain't been trained. You got to train your son. You got to train your daughter. You got to train. Young people got to be trained. God said in Ephesians 6, bring them up. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, God said, now you can exasperate them or you can bring them up. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Why are young people running around, pants hanging all down, 
You know, you mean to tell me you ain't you here? You are eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. And you ain't got sense enough to to wear your pants properly. You 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 don't even know. That's lack of training. That's all that is. Lack of training. Somebody supposed to told you way back a long time ago. Boy, put them pants up. Father supposed to come in and say, boy, you pull them pants up. Get them pants up around your waist. They don't go like that. They don't go halfway your butt. That's not how you. That's not how the pants uh, are meant to be worn. Your underwear, uh, do you understand what the term underwear means? That means what's under. That's not meant to be seen. Our, many of our young men, and it's a tragic thing, I be in Africa, you know, different parts of Africa and different things, and I, I be seeing the young men down there trying to do that mess. And I be like, man, Lord, of all the things that they picked up from, from our culture, they pick up that foolishness there. Ah. Underwear. That's why they are called underwear, because they go under your clothes. They're not meant to be out for everybody to see. You don't even have sense enough, son, to wear your pants properly. What other kind of foolishness are you into? You don't even know how to wear your pants. You don't even have discipline enough, training enough, respect enough, wisdom enough to wear your pants properly. To me, having your pants hanging halfway down your butt is as ridiculous as going out with your left shoe on your right foot and your right shoe on your left foot. It's it's insanity. What? God said, it's the kind of thing, Robert, you run into when individuals have not been disciplined properly, when individuals have not been trained properly. There is no point in our life where God is no longer training us. No point. There's no point. I mean, some of you all, you know, some of you all out there listening to this broadcast, you've been in the faith a lot longer than me. Somebody. You know, I shared with you all, I think, on one of the earlier broadcasts, one of the last churches I was in in Nigeria, Archbishop, he brought 80, 90 years old. He'd been preaching longer than I've been alive. Called me down, big church down there, the minister. And after I finished ministering, he met me in the pulpit. I was coming back up to the pulpit because I had been running all around the church. Children of God, I was running all around. He met me when I came back up in the pulpit and grabbed me and gave me a hug. said, Apostle, you have done it today. You have done it today. You have blessed us. And I said, we give God praise. This word, you know, why you think we hear like this every day, morning and evening? To get trained. See, what God's word is, God's word be doing stuff for us. God said, Robert, my word is doing stuff to you, through you, and for you that you have no idea of. Here I am at my age. Ain't take no medicine for nothing. Got to take no, no no pills for nothing. Jumped on the scale today. I was one pound overweight from where the Lord wanted me to be. I was at 226. I'm supposed to be at 225. God's word. The Bible talks about how laughter is as a medicine. What do you think God's word is like? There are benefits to studying God's word. There are benefits to dwelling on God's word. There are benefits to meditating on God's word. God said, Robert, that y'all don't even know. That y'all, you all cannot even comprehend. So God's word is a discipliner. Without God's word, we're thinking crazy. Without God's word, we talking crazy. Without God's word, we doing crazy. Come on, saints, let's close this message. Let's close. We've got stuff to do. We've got some other stuff to do. All right, so we're talking about now, we're talking about capital A, proper diet. So just keep in mind, children of God, that, that when you're talking about growing through some things, even in the natural, in order to grow and develop properly, you've got to have a proper diet. God says, so it is when it comes down to growing and developing properly in the spirit. You've got to have a proper diet. You mess around and take a little child and don't feed him a bunch of junk food. Feed him nothing but popcorn. Feed him nothing but uh, candy bars. Feed him nothing but uh, chocolate-covered goo-goo. Them things that, that, that you be lacking. All kind. Feed him that kind of stuff all, if you want to all the time. From the time he's little. And watch how he will not develop right. Because that stuff, that, that stuff is not... 
you know, not to say that it's wrong to have every now and then or a little bit here and there, but as a diet of chocolate covered goo goos, a diet of 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 just, you won't develop right. And this is why some of you all are not developing right spiritually. Junk food. You got what's called junk food in the natural. And God said you got junk food in the spiritual, Robert. Junk food got a high, high calorie, but low nutritional value. It's not good for growing and developing. I don't know why this camera keeps going off. The camera keeps going off. So. But junk food. You know, not that I don't like, you know, some junk food, but not as a regular diet. Give me some vegetables. Give me some meat. Give me some carbohydrates. Give me some. Give me some. Well, you know, spiritual junk food will keep you from developing. Spiritual junk food will keep your marriage from developing right. Spiritual junk food will keep your family from developing right. Spiritual junk food will keep your church from developing right. You still be talking the same craziness. I've seen some individuals talking the same craziness. Be talking the same craziness 30 years later that you was talking 30 years ago. Still thinking the same junk food. Been eating junk food. When you eating solid food, and this is what, this is what we're talking about here in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4. The Bible says that solid, where we at? Uh, Hebrews 5 and 14. But solid food is for the mature. We're talking about solid food. We're talking about meat. It's for mature people. See, sometimes I had to fault myself trying to give meat to people that's still living on milk. You still out there running around talking about my pastor, this, my pastor, that, my church, this, my. You, you need milk because you're a baby. Mature people understand that the church is the body of Christ all over the world, throughout all generations. All of God's people is the church. There is no such thing as my pastor, my apostle, my bishop. He's just a pastor, a bishop, a because all the parts of the body belong to all the other parts. How in the crazy is my right hand thinking that because my, my right pinky is on my right hand, that my right hand claimed that that's my pinky. That's my pinky. No, my left toe is my left. My left foot is saying, no, that's my, that's my pinky too, because we all part of the same body. See, that's mature. That's mature people talking. Babes be running around talking about my church, my apostle. My, that let me know you're mature, you're mature. Solid food is for the mature. You say, apostle, what you saying to us now? Expand your mind when it comes down to the church. You got to let God show you what the church is, because if you don't let God show you what the church is, Satan will show you what the church is not. Mm. We can make it close this message. Deke, I hope you heard that out there. That, that hit me right in the thing. If we don't let God show us what the church what is, then Satan will show us what the church is not. No, man, the church is bigger than the Christian center. The church is bigger than your little denomination or your little four walls, your little pastor, your little bishop, your little apostle. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's all God's people everywhere throughout the world. See, God be taking me all over, all over different places. Man, I be all in churches in Europe, be all in churches, and then people be like, my apostle, my apostle. Be like, man, look, I'm just a apostle. See? Just a apostle. All of us, children of God, we belong to each other. Look at my body on this on this TV camera. You don't see my hands way over there somewhere, my feet over there in that corner, my head bouncing around over here. You see one of the saints is laughing. It's, we, it's everything is together. And it's immaturity in it, the thoughts. And it takes mature saints. See, mature saints being to bring it together, immature saints be the ones that be in the separated. Just like little children. Sometimes you see little children, you know, go in a room. You ever watch this? Now, I've seen this. Go in a room, maybe they got some toys for everybody to play with. The toys is for what? Everybody. Little immature kid get in there, get the doll, want to play with it all by himself. Somebody else come try to play with the doll, they want to fight. Uh-uh, that's my doll. Uh-uh, uh, that's my Oh, my God, look at this joker here. He don't understand that that doll is for what? Everybody. You say, Apostle, what you driving? You got to understand out there. 
You remember the body of Christ, you for everybody in the body of Christ. We we all belong to each other. Talking about your dog. That's my racing car. No, the, the toys was for everybody. You just happen to be playing with it right now, but it's for everybody. Solid food is for the mature. This kind of talk is for the mature now. God got to open your eyes and let you see. So that so Jesus told Peter, Jesus said, look, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? There are certain things in Christianity, flesh and blood, is not. it can't reveal to you. Flesh and blood will tell you that's my church. That's my, 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 my. Flesh and blood will be telling you all that. And a lot of time I'll be listening to that folk. I'll be like, all right, there. Listen to that, folks, because Jesus said, look, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. You need to understand that when people talk, they're either talking from a point of flesh and blood or they're talking from a point of God-ordained revelation. Everybody that's talking, whatever come out of your mouth, that's either flesh and blood has revealed that to you. Because God, Jesus said, look, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. In other words, Jesus said, look, the revelation that's coming up out of you is beyond what flesh and blood can give. Flesh and blood got some revelation, too, crazy as it may be, off-centered as it may be. But flesh and blood got some revelation, too. Jesus said, look, this is what you're talking right here, Peter. This is not a revelation that comes from what? Flesh and blood. This is a revelation that comes from God. You say, Apostle, what you trying, what you encouraging us to do? Don't be walking around with a whole bunch of flesh and blood revelation. Flesh and blood told you that. Flesh and blood told you that's your church. Flesh and blood, ain't number flesh and blood told you that. Flesh and blood told you that's your pastor. I shared with you all some time ago, Bishop contacted me, said, oh, Apostle, that dangerous sheep series, I would like permission from you to teach that in my Bible study. I said, man of God, I said, these teachings belong to God. He said, Apostle, that's excellent teaching. I said, we give God praise. Flesh and blood, I'm not going to let flesh and blood tell me that they, uh, the dangerous sheep, series it belongs to Robert Bryant. I'm not going to let flesh and blood tell me no craziness like that right there. Get me in trouble with God. And see, you need to understand that as long as you keep letting flesh and blood reveal stuff to you, you keep getting yourself in trouble with God. Flesh and blood done told you that that paycheck that you get, that's your money. Flesh and blood told you that. <laughs> not God. God said, no, nah, not me. I didn't tell him that. God said, the earth is mine and everything in it. God said, you do understand that that paycheck that I allowed you to work for, it do belong to me. God said that. You do understand. Flesh and blood tell you, this is my, this is my house. This is my church. This is my, this is my. And God be like, where? Where? Really? When God started, this is, this is my wife. This is my guys. Look, I let you use some things now, but let's not get confused. You know, these children. This, this my my child. My ch God said, it, it, "Yours, I'm letting you use them. I'm letting you sow into their life for a season, but they are mine." Because God said, "Everything is mine. This is my car. This my, my, my." You better slow slow yourself down. Don't sway your Why your chest all swollen up? See, because that's what, that's what flesh and blood will do. Get your chest swollen up. God be like, let's let some of that air out now. You remember what Eddie Murphy told uh, Martin in, uh, in life? He said, oh, you know, Martin, Eddie Murphy told him some things, and Martin, they swelled up. Eddie said, why, why are you swelling up? Boy. <laughs> let, let us not swell up, children of God. Because God said, I know how to let the air out you. God said, I know how to let the air out your tire. Bad thing come out, man. You can make go got time to go to work and different things. Somebody don't let the air out you. God know how to let the air get the air out you. Talking about my, my, my. And he changed that talk and get it to God's, God's, God's. When you get that, that's a that's a revelation for the mature. Hold up, Lord. You mean to tell me that all of this is yours? God say, yeah, that's right. Anything, Robert, that you can see. It's mine, and I can give it to anybody I want to. God said, Robert, I, let me let you in on another little secret. Not only is anything that you can see mine, God said, Robert, everything that you can't see is mine. Good God, what a mighty what? God that we serve. 
But the mature, see, you say, Apostle, what you're driving at? The difference between the mature and babes, and we're going to have to close this now because, we, we, you know, we got to close it. The mature deal more with the revelation from God. Immature deal more with the revelation of flesh and blood. That's, the, that's basically the difference between a mature saint and an immature saint. Immature saints do a lot of flesh and blood talking. A lot of flesh and blood talk. A lot of flesh and blood thinking. A lot of flesh and blood believe. Mature do a lot of reveal to me by God talking. Reveal to me. Reveal. Jesus said this. Jesus said flesh. Jesus told Peter flesh and blood. Because Jesus said, who am I? Who, who do you say I am? Jesus said, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to test and see whether you see me through the eyes of flesh and blood or whether you see me by the Spirit. Because every one of you all out there, and see, God tells us to know no man by the what? Flesh, but by the Spirit. Jesus said, I'm getting ready to, I'm hearing Jesus right now, I'm getting ready to test my disciples and see if you are seeing me by the eyes of flesh and blood, or are you seeing me by the eyes of the Spirit, or by the eyes of revelation from God? Who do you say I am? But Jesus had already asked him, who do men say I am? Man was saying he was John the Baptist. Man was saying he was Elijah. Man was saying he was one of the prophets. In other words, men were seeing him by flesh and blood. But then Jesus said, look now, let's, 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 let's let the rubber meet the road. Who do you say I am? Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You're the anointed one of God. Jesus said flesh and blood. Jesus said, look, I know the difference between flesh and blood talk and talk that come from my father. And see, you want to get to the place, child of God. And I thank God, because I know the difference between flesh and blood talk. That's why I don't listen to all kind of preachers, all kind of everywhere. A whole lot of places, I, I stuff I be listening to on TV, I be like, man, that's flesh and blood talk. God ain't said that. And I, you, you got to know what God said, so you will know what God has not said. You got to know what the Spirit has said, so you can know what flesh and blood is talking about. I'll be like, man, that ain't that ain't God. Folk be hollering and stuff. Keep me a lot of y'all be keeping a whole lot of noise, all excited. God be sitting back saying, Robin, I ain't said that. I ain't saying that. We got to stay down in the word and you gotta stay close to God. God said, How you gonna know how you gonna know what I'm saying and you and you don't stay close to me? How you gonna know? If you're not with me, let's say that a heinous murder takes place tonight at 12 o'clock, midnight, and you're not with me, you don't, and, and, and I get accused for it. Uh, uh, Pastor Robert Bryant, Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, uh, heinously murdered all the people at the thing, and you're not with me, and it's happening at it's 12 o'clock, the murder happened at 12 o'clock. If you're not with me, you don't know whether I did it or not. Why? Because you weren't with me. But that's why a lot of times they ask you for an alibi. Somebody that was with you at 12 o'clock and looking at, right at your face, and they, and they ask them, did, did, Robert, did Mr. Robert commit the, the heinous crime? And be like, no, he didn't commit it. Why? Because you was with me. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? When you with the Lord, when you close to the Lord, you can know a whole lot of craziness that he hasn't said or he, that he hasn't done because you with the Lord. You remember when Jesus rose from the dead, came in, see his disciples behind closed doors, and disciples was like, oh, they were afraid and tripping and all kind of things. Well, Thomas was not with them. So after Jesus left, the disciples were trying to tell Thomas, you know, the Lord came back and visited Thomas. Like, man, I ain't going for that stuff, man. You who I look like? I look like, uh, I look like Joe Sausage Head to you. I look stupid to you. I ain't going for it. I ain't going. Thomas said, unless I put my hand in the, you know, unless I... The next week, Jesus showed up again, told Thomas, go ahead on, put your finger in here. Go ahead on, go ahead on, you see me? And Thomas was like, I believe now, Lord. Jesus said, you believe because you have seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Thomas wasn't with the disciples. So there were moves of God and there were things that God did that he missed. Well, see, this is why we don't want to be missing. We don't want to be missing. We want to be calm. I want to be close, Lord. I want to be up close. I don't want to miss a memo. I don't want to miss 
you know, something that, that you that you're doing today or something you're doing in this generation because I'm doing something else. What have I got more important to do than to be in your presence, Lord? What television program is more important than being in your presence, Lord? What video game is more important? What Facebook chat is more important than being in your presence, Lord? So we're talking about proper diet. Solid food. Solid food is for the mature. Who by constant use. See, this is another. You look at characteristics of the mature. There are characteristics, just like there are characteristics that separate a man from a boy. There are characteristics. There's a certain way a man talks, certain way a man processes, certain things a man will do that, that, you know, boys don't do. Well, there's certain things that mature saints do. There's certain ways that they talk. There's certain that immature don't do. They just don't do. They're characteristics of mature saints. And you need to check yourself out there in case you're wondering, am I a mature saint or am I am I uh, an immature saint? Because every one of you under the sound of my voice that says you are either mature or you are immature. Well, here goes some characteristics. Just quickly, quickly, let's close here. What's one of the characteristics of a mature saint? They eat solid food. In other words, they like a lot of revelation from God. They like God's word and they like hearing revelation. You don't like a lot of revelation of God's word. You don't like to be in, in studying a lot of God's word here. You immature. And you need milk. Solid food. Mature saints eat meat or solid food. Immature saints drink a lot of milk. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use. Mature saints use the word. Immature saints, y'all be just, you be hearing it, but you ain't trying to use you 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 know you I see immature you be like I see that in the Bible, but I ain't trying to do all of that. Immature, mature saints by the Bible said by constant use they believe in using the word. What's the difference between a muscular man that's got a weight bench in his house and a fat man that's got a weight bench in his house? Muscular man use a weight bench normally. Fat man, just letting it sit over there. Mature saints use the word. They 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 use the word in their in their everyday dealings. They use the word in their marriage. They let the word the word is their guide in their families. The word is their guide in the church. So when they go on, they thinking, how do I use the word? I don't know what the word say about this. What the word say? How the word say I'm supposed to do with the word? The word, the word. Immature saints be like, man, I know that's in the Bible, but I ain't trying to do all that. Immature saints be knowing a whole lot of stuff, but they ain't doing a whole lot of stuff. Or they don't know a whole lot of stuff, and they ain't, and they still not doing a whole lot of stuff. Constant use have trained themselves. Use uh oh, mature saints will train themselves. See you immature out there. Uh, somebody got to get you in the pump you up for Bible study, pump you up to worship God, pump you up to come on down and study, pump you up, pump you up, cause you only you ain't you immature. You haven't learned how to train yourself. Mature saints are trained themselves. Mature saints say, I'm going to praise God with or without you. Mature saints say, I'm going to study my, because I got a soul to be saved. Mature saints say, I'll lift up God right by myself. I don't need you. I don't need you. Mature saints understand I'm trained myself because I'm benefiting me. If it's nobody but me and God, mature saints say, I'm trained myself. Immature saints, somebody, somebody get me to do Somebody got to get you to do. Somebody got to get you to give. Somebody got to get you to pray. Somebody got to get you. Got to get you. Got to get mature saints. Man, I don't need you. I'm I'm looking forward to the day you all, some of you all out there that's following the broadcast, following the ministry. Apostle, I don't need you to, to study. Thank God for you, Apostle. But I don't need you. I'm mature. I don't train myself. Mature saints have trained themselves. To distinguish good from evil. Mature saints know the difference. Mature saints know that there ain't but two things out here smoking. And, and some of you all understand my voice. You know we got a big chart on the wall here. Good on one side and what? 
evil on the other side. That's all it is. That's all we can do. That's all we can talk. That's all we can think. That's all we can meditate on. Everything we're doing, everything God give us, we're either doing a good thing with it or the evil thing with it. Every paycheck we receive, we're doing a good thing with it or we're doing an evil thing with it. Every, every, every relationship we have, we're either doing a good thing with it or we're doing an evil thing with it. Every, every blessing that God has, we're either doing a good thing with it, good and evil. Good and evil. That's it. Nothing else. God said, Robert, there's nothing else. There's nothing else I have made. I have made that distinguish good from evil. God said, that's it. There's nothing that God hasn't made anything other than good and evil. And we have a responsibility as his children to distinguish. When we hear something, when we see something, when we feel something, some of you all haven't even learned yet how to distinguish good from evil in your own heart. Devil just come in and just tell you anything. Hey, feeling any kind of way? Ah, uh, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Devil come in to oh, you, Robert, you ain't worth nothing. Oh, Satan, you're a liar and the father of all lies. I'm created in the image and likeness of God. I'm God through my faith in Christ. I'm the righteousness. Ah, oh, get no. You can't just come in and tell me anything. You can't just come in and plant in my mind anything. Satan, no, you can't do that. Because I've trained myself to distinguish good from evil. I know that's you. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, you don't even know when the devil is talking to you. Just anything, just be said in your mind. Anything, just be said in your heart. Just anything. And you just, okay. Like, like, like what's the name? That, the woman that got them open heart connection. Open heart collection. Or them things. Have an open heart. Have a bond. No, I ain't have no open heart. Letting certain things in. The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. No, my heart ain't real, real open. I don't just accept people. No, let me watch you. Let me listen to you. Because I know that there's good people out there and I know there's evil people out there. No, I don't just accept any kind of preaching, any kind of teaching. No, because I know that there's good preaching and I know there's evil preaching. No, I don't just accept any kind of friends. No, anybody just can't stay here at the Christian Center. No, because there's good and evil. Let me, let me, the Bible said, test everything, Robert Bryan. Some of the things is looking at me like, Pastor, we've had enough tonight. God bless you. Children of God, I love you. And heaven's my Lord. <laughs> Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensearnchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. Let's precast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Service Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen.